The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Guess how many children are homeless this Christmas? It's almost 4,000 children, which is an increase of about 15% from where we were a year ago, which is why Focus Ireland has launched its Christmas appeal, seeking support for the public to deem with homelessness, but very much focusing yet again on the born into homelessness theme and looking to speak with the voice of the child. In a moment, we will talk to James Flanagan, who is a LEAP ambassador for Focus Ireland. But first, Kira Carty, Director of Services at Focus Ireland. Thank you again for being with us here on The Last Word in Today FM. Tell us about these children born into homelessness, because I think for nearly everybody, you would expect the security having a home to grow up in is so important. And yet, how many children never actually have that even from birth? Currently, Matt, very sadly, we have a total of 3,991 children currently accessing emergency accommodation. So that means living in hotels or B&Bs or family hubs. Um, and even more shockingly, um, within Dublin itself, we, we have um, 286 families who have been in emergency accommodation for over two years at this point. So not only have we had children born into homelessness, we could have children now facing their second or third Christmas still in emergency accommodation. Why so long? Why does it take so long to find somewhere for them? We have, there's a combination of factors at play. Um, we, we've had traditionally in this country, we've had an over-reliance on the private housing market um, to support exits out of homelessness. Um, we had uh, an inadequate supply over a long period of time of social and affordable housing. And whilst we, we see, you know, increases in, in uh, housing coming on stream, we still don't have uh, an adequate allocation um, or prioritisation for, for housing for those families who are stuck in emergency accommodation. And that emergency accommodation, could that be things like a hotel where you have a family in a single room? Literally a bedroom with a bathroom attached, yeah. but no cooking facilities, no other space for which to go to. That A family is in a single room for up to two years. We have yeah, many families experiencing that um, cramped space, um, lack, of, lack of privacy for, for both parents and for, for their children. Um, you can just imagine the the noise um, of of you know a family living in one room, um, and as you've said, no space, um, no adequate space to to play, no adequate space to to study or or do homework. Um, and we we've we've seen through the work of our child support workers, um, working with families across many of the emergency accommodations in in um, the country. Um, children uh, displaying um, serious levels of anxiety and and distress, and in some cases, worrying um, behaviours. Um, and we've also seen children in in many cases taking on some some near parenting roles. Um, so they they are growing up uh, prematurely, um, and they're they're not getting um, the adequate resources to to be able to support them and and. And they are experiencing severe trauma from from their situation. Let me talk to James Flanagan, who is your Leap Ambassador with Focus Ireland. James, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Can you tell us, please, a little bit about your own story and experiences? Yeah, so 
when I was about two years old, I really experienced rough sleeping, like sleeping in and out of cars, sleeping in hostels, sleeping in single mothers' homes. And then moving on to where I was six, seven, eight, I finally found a place in Focus, Ireland, and I've been living there ever since. How much of that do you remember? And what do you remember of it before you found the place in Focus, Ireland? Because you would have been very small and a lot of children wouldn't have memories going back that to that age. Yeah, so most of the memories were from my mother telling me, like, the way we lived and how we grew up. But obviously when she's telling me stories, I can see images of how it was. Like, I even remember where the car was that I slept in. It was right outside my nanny's. And same with the hostels and other places, I still remember it. And it's it's weird to know, like, how do I remember it even though I was so young? It's just from the stories. Well... When did you ever become conscious of the fact that you didn't have a home as such like other children would have had? Um, it was about, I'd say around when it, when I finally got a foundation in focus is when I realised how bad it was and where I, where I actually was, like in, in poverty and in grown-up homelessness. I didn't know as a child, most children don't, they see it as a, where are they going next, they just see it as a day out, they don't really see it as they're in homelessness, this is actually like a bad place to be. They don't see it as that. They just follow their mother or father. But then there does come a point in which you start to realise, does there? Yeah. And that was when I finally got a foundation in Focus Ireland. I realised that looking back where I was and... Because obviously as a child you don't know. Like even when I was two to seven I didn't know. What did Focus Ireland give you? So Focus Ireland gave me a place to stay and a place to build my career that I have now and other stuff like um, being able to sit with your family and not have to worry about where you're going next or how bad the weather is, like you're sleeping rough, like especially now people sleeping rough during Christmas, it's the most dangerous time to be sleeping rough because of the freezing temperatures and the rain. Just tell us a little bit more about your family, was it just you and your mother or there were more involved? Yeah, it was just me and my mother and... That was mainly it, literally just me and my mother, and she helped me through the struggles of going through it. She kept me safe and kept me looked after and still taught me everything I know. Like, even though with the lack of accommodation, I still was taught right and raised right. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, because I understand you're an apprentice electrician, is it? Yeah. So I'm an apprentice electrician now. I was working in Intel as well, and... At the start, I was 15 when I left school and um, I started working like properly. I worked as a carpenter, then moving on I worked as a mechanic, then moving on I worked in Intel and then now working as an electrical apprentice. What about others though that you've come across, other children in your circumstances, have they worked out as well as you're working out? See, that's the thing, like with the skills that I worked, like the skills that I went to, like non-mainstream, you get to see people that live the same life as you, but some, sometimes they go on the wrong path and they fall into worse traps, they fall into drugs, they fall into um, being arrested, they fall into crime, which me it never was. I've never smoked, drank or touched a drug. I don't know how, but like even though the way I lived, I don't know how to explain it, but people do fall into other traps. And Was it because you'd seen the effects of it that you decided that's not for me? Yeah. Especially with my mother growing up, she taught me a lot about like the way she grew up around drugs and the way she grew up experiencing drugs. And it taught me a lot, like, 
why why are people taking drugs? Because most people see it as a bad thing and they go, all right, it's just drugs and they don't know what, like, they take it because they're depressed or some people take it for a fun. But when you realise why they take it and what the experience is after they take it, you realise, I just realised it wasn't for me. Like, I know, say most people smoke or something, it'll eventually destroy your life. And I saw that and I was taught that, so I just listened, kind of. What future do you see for yourself now? Are you looking to get your own home? Because we know that even if you qualify as an electrician and make good money, it's still very expensive to find somewhere to rent or even at some stage in the future to try and buy. Yeah, uh, that's what at the moment we're trying to do. We're trying to find a place where my mother can stay because at the moment she's she has a broken back so she can't really stay in certain places. She has to have like a place for disabled people. So we're trying to find something like that but it's hard even though with the ground that I have to stand on now it's still hard and that's the worrying part like people that working class people still have the fear of being homeless like the prices of houses are going up their paycheck isn't and the focus Ireland assistance just how important is that and does it remain to you it's really important because they show you like where you are and your safety they explain to you where like what they can do for you they can help you say some people on drugs or some people falling into addiction or some people even depressed, they can talk to you and help you through these situations. There's a lot of accommodations where they can help younger people or even older people and thankfully I had that and I could use that. Same with my mother, she could use it. James Flanagan, thank you for joining us. I want to finish with you though, Kira Carty. James's story looks like it's having a positive ending, thankfully, because he's getting the education as an apprentice electrician and has ambitions. But for other children, does it necessarily always work out as positively? No, I I think James has has shown incredible resilience and courage um, and he's he's amazing to to hear his his story and see um, all, all the progress that he's made. But as as he's mentioned, sadly, not not every child has the support um, that they need, and they they grew up um, in in an increasing kind of stressful scenario and environment. Um, and and the one thing that I think James mentioned there is, you know, the the importance of safety, um, and children growing up without that sense of safety um, can can experience other issues um, as they come into adulthood. So we're, we're very concerned about the lo- lifelong impacts um, of homelessness um, on children and young people. Um, and I, I think when we, we take the numbers of, of just shy of 4,000 children who are currently in emergency accommodation, that, that has great implications for, for us as a society um, in the long run. And Kira, if people want to assist Focus Ireland, how do they go about doing so? I think the the campaign that we're running at the moment, um, our fundraising campaign this Christmas, is is as important as as it's ever been. Um, our services have um, increased last year. We we saw over a third um, additional people come come through our doors looking for assistance. So we would really encourage people to donate um, and and help us provide the necessary child support um, information supports and, as James has mentioned, housing supports for people who need those services. Thank you very much, Kira Carthy from Focus Ireland and James Flanagan, thank you as well for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.